You are listening to The Forecast, Season 1, Episode 18. Today we've announced some great news for the City of Liverpool and of course for Everton Football Club. Two significant statements have been made. Everton have secured the land at Bramley Moor um, and Liverpool City Council has entered into an arrangement with Everton Football Club that enables them to secure finance for the development of a new stadium moving forward. I'm submitting a report to Cabinet which gives full details of the deal for Liverpool City Council. It's actually going to not cost the ratepayers of the city anything. It's a great deal for us. Not only is it a great deal financially that enables us to invest that money into services, but what it also enables us to do is kickstart the regeneration of North Liverpool. You'll have heard us talk about the 10 streets, you'll have heard us talking about 32 million in new road infrastructure. We've got the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company moving in on a new berth. We've got a £50 million development in terms of a new cruise liner uh, facility within that particular area. And so this is a, not only a new chapter for Everton Football Club, but it's a new chapter for North Liverpool and for the city of Liverpool. So I welcome uh, people uh, having a look at the report. I welcome people, uh, if you like, scrutinising the report. I'll be taking it to the Regeneration Select Committee and I'll be taking it to Cabinet. But as far as I'm concerned, this is a great deal uh, for uh, Liverpool City Council, working with one of the finest institutions in our city, Everton Football Club, and it means that we can secure a future for Everton Football Club, but also, uh, uh, as I said, and keep repeating, and will keep repeating, a great deal for the city of Liverpool. How magnificent it would be, a gigantopithecus like me, could learn to do, like you humans do. So we talked a little bit about um, the relevancy or the, how do you say, the, the, the importance of this game. Um, and in the past, it, uh, historically, you know, it was always a big matchup, a, a game that you, you look forward to. And then over the years, um, you could see uh, maybe this, the relevancy or the, the, the status of this game, other than, other than for, 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 for people in the city of Liverpool. That importance is kind of like, um, you know, diminished uh, over the years. But now, with uh, Everton's plans with uh, Moshiri uh, coming in with the takeover uh, and the various plans that they have announced uh, for Everton, uh, the building of the new stadium at the uh, Bramley, the Bramley Moor Stadium, um, it seems that they 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 want to 
they're aiming for higher. You know, they have loftier ambitions now, um, and they they may be putting the squeeze on Liverpool uh, from the bottom. I mean, God, I mean, we are getting the squeeze from the top. Um, so we're we're sandwiched right up there uh, in in the in the top uh, top six or whatever you could call it, the top half of the table. Um, how do you, how serious do you think um, Everton are in this in this in this view? And if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, um, you you will hear at some point um, uh, audio from both Mushiri as well as John Henry um, that show they talk about their own perspective and approach uh, to their respective uh, projects. The one thing that, that struck me most was he was a nice man. I thought, oh, this is a nice guy. The second thing was his love of football. Football, not Everton, not like us. His love of football was astonishing. It seemed he knew more about football than anyone I've ever met, and he, other than you, Sharpie. And he actually lived for football. And uh, it was my job from that moment to make him live a little bit for Everton. And thank God I did, because I think he'll tell you he's now a blue. I hope so. The day I went to Bill's office was a very special day. I mean, I had met, I had looked at a number of clubs, having been at Arsenal for a long time as a minority shareholder. I just wanted to buy, be involved in a club. You've been to Goodison Park a few times now. You've sampled the atmosphere. It's something special, isn't it? Oh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it's far exceeded my expectations, and I think it's just not enough to say we are special. We are a great club. I mean, we don't want to be a museum, right? I mean, we need to be competitive, and we need to win. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Mr. Henry, obviously, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. And I think the first question I have to ask you is, why did you buy Liverpool Football Club? Well, we have a unique skill set at Fenway Sports Group, and I think it, it uh, uh, is perfectly suited for, uh, in the U.S., we, sometimes we call them breaking curses. We had an 86-year drought in uh, Boston for winning a World Series, and there's been a 20-year drought for winning a, a, the first division in, uh, uh, since the Premier Leagues existed. We haven't won that. so. I think that uh, through, throughout the process, we looked at similarities between what we had accomplished in Boston, what we thought we could do in Liverpool, and uh, I, I think there's a, there was a very strong feeling among us that we were, as I said, uniquely perhaps qualified, even though we didn't know the sport, we knew the sports business, we, we know what it takes to put together a, a sports organization. We felt that we, we could do that, and uh, it's competing at the highest level in the world's most popular sport, that was a, a, just a, an attraction we couldn't pass up. You know about passionate fans owning the Boston Red Sox, but talk about your initial reaction to Liverpool fans when you first stepped inside Anfield. Well, it was terrific. The, the, the cop is uh, unrivaled, the, the atmosphere. I, I was really surprised because we've heard so much about needing a new stadium. And we were surprised at uh, how beautiful Anfield was. And the, it would be hard, just as it would, be hard, it would have been hard to move when we bought the Red Sox, to move out of Fenway Park because of the history and the, yeah. and the magic that happens every night in, in, 
at, at Fenway. Similarly, I think that was my feeling when I first went to Anfield, uh, both just viewing it as an empty stadium and then with, with the first game that it'd be hard to replicate that feeling uh, anywhere else. But uh, we're still in, that, in, the, in the middle of that process trying to decide what's in the best long-term interest of the club. Anfield is as important to Liverpool fans as Fenway is to Boston fans. Will you look to refurbish Anfield or will you look to move to a new stadium? Um, that would probably be the first choice, but you have to do what's in the best interest of, of Liverpool Football Club, uh, the community at large, but, but, it, but really we have to focus on what's best for this club. And that's really what the community at large wants. They, they want a winning uh, Liverpool club, so th that's got to be our first focus. What our primary focus, what's, what's in the best long-term interests of, of the club moving forward. How do you think, how do you think the vision uh, for both clubs hold up uh, uh, in, in competition uh, to each other? Do you think there's any uh, real ambition to what Everton are trying to do or attempting to do? Anyone? I think it'll depend on how much money they're going to splash in the summer. Then we, you know, if they're going to have the Manchester City type of money, they, they're going to become a club to be reckoned with. Money does buy success. So we, 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 we can't ignore that. At the moment, Everton reminds me of one of those little dogs that hump your leg and that you just sort of kick away <laughs> every, every now and again. They, they, they want to feel important, so oh, they think God. by humping your leg, you know, you'll get noticed. But <laughs> the, the, this summer, this summer, we will see if they go out there and they put down 100, 120, 130 million on the table to bring to 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 bolster their squad. Yeah, they'll make a they'll make a big statement. What I like about what's happening with the English football is that you are going to have at least eight to ten teams in the mix next year. Um, we're going to get Newcastle coming up. We all know what quality Rafa Benitez brings to the table. And if Mike Ashley gives him the funds, they're going to be up in the mix. But what's also good about what is happening as well, we, we, we're getting teams that will play football coming through at the moment. Mm -hmm. And the teams under the Pulises and, 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 and sort of the, the Fat Sams are sort of getting lower and lower down 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 the order with the teams that want to play football rising to the top. So I don't think we can say what ambition Everton's going to have until we see what they budget and who they bring in in the summer. For for many years um, they were limited by the by the size of the funds. Yeah. No. Kendall also, Kendall had no. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> also the stadium at Goodison Park they had uh, very limited options in terms of expansion. Uh, unlike us, I mean, we had some leeway with regards to the expansion of Anfield. Um, they don't even have that uh, option at Goodison Park, and that's where this uh, this announcement uh, for their new stadium on the docks on the docks um, uh, is an interesting one. Um, I, you know, if you if you if you peruse through social media uh, and various um, uh, commentary and blog sites. Uh, I'm not sure whether you could sense that uh, any nervousness from Liverpool, Liverpool fans that oh Everton are finally getting their, their act together, or you know some 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 say ah this will, this will come to nothing as usual. But um, what do you what do you think uh, about this this move to the stadium to this new stadium um, uh, at the docks? It's it's great for the city of Liverpool. 
I mean, for the economy, for the local economy, for jobs. And what was the completion date? What is the completion date on that stadium? I don't think there is uh, one, is there? No. Because there's still a, a yeah, three million pound hole in the funds that they yeah, they have that investment that they require, but they haven't actually secured yet. Three, so there's no. Million, yeah, three hundred million. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there's no looking, idea when it's actually going to start. We're looking two, three years down the line here uh, yeah. before that becomes a reality. So yeah. it, that's why I'm saying <clears throat> it's all good and well to talk new stadium, new this. Are they going to carry Everton as a loss-making concern for those three years? Are they going to pump – how much money are they going to pump in in the summer while they build a stadium? So a lot of these things is all great and the noise is great and it's, and it's fantastic for Liverpool and it's great and I want to see Everton up there with us and it's, I want to see a proper derby. I really do because back in the 70s, 80s, it was a proper derby when they had the likes of Lineker, Southall and, and there were some great, great players coming through Everton ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's not going to happen overnight. It really is not going to happen overnight. And maybe it's the wrong way. Yeah, to, to, to mount a horse. I mean, um, invest 300 million pounds in a completely new stadium with only 50,000 seats instead of 39,000 like Goodison. Yeah. That's the point. What's yeah, the I would have gone 60. Yeah, at least. Because you, somehow you have to become efficient on that thing. It has, it has, you have to make money on it. Yeah, to, to, to finance further investments in the team. And first of all, the team has to, has to achieve something to get to the, to the big money streams, money flows, Champions League. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they are pretty close, but still fe- are felt to be too far away yeah, to get into it. And I would, if I was Mashiri, I would, like, I would invest in the team and the coach first. I mean, Coleman is very good. Okay. But maybe he's the right one, but I would invest 200, 250 million. I mean, try to make a, make a calculation and sum up. We will have this point later on about quality and quantity regarding transfers. And you are with four or five players, you will easily exceed 120 million today. Does anybody, rate. I actually would like to ask the whole panel here. Does, does, do you guys rate Kuman as one of the premier managers in the world? No. Not yet. Yeah, I think he's sort of, he's a bit of a Pochettino figure and obviously yeah. he's gone from, he's gone from Southampton to a slightly bigger club in the Premier League and now, you know, it's a question of whether like Pochettino has, he can make that, that next big step and sort of force his way into <coughs> I, that. I, big, big I, I actually think Pochettino is quite a way ahead of him, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, I think, at the moment, Pochettino's way ahead of him, but I, it's it's a question of whether Koeman, in his time at Everton, when over a course of seasons, when he's had a few summers to rebuild the team and shape it the way he wants to, whether he can bring himself to the same level of Pochettino, or whether he'll be he will just stay as a bit of a an also ran and not quite be a sort of Premier level manager. Yeah, I would get worried if if Everton bring in somebody like a Simeone. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I will always, always be concerned if so, someone brings Simeone in. <laughs> yeah, because, because he, knows how to, he knows how to win. He knows how to take on the big clubs. He knows how to work within a budget. Yeah. Don't see that happening in a million years. 
Oh yeah, I can't, I can't see Simeone going for Everton. That's, that's that's why I mean Everton can 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 uh, go for that top dog status. It's going to be another four or five years before I think they're going to be starting to compete anywhere near what they used to do in the old days. Mm-hmm. I was just looking because at don't forget yeah. we are, we sorry Joe just one second uh, don't forget we are going places with Klopp. Are Everton going to catch us and, and, and catch us with a pace that we are going to improve? That's what you've got to ask yourself, because we're not going to be staying still. Well, Everton are also going places. They are moving to the docks. But unfortunately, um, uh, Manchester Met University researcher says that the, an Everton stadium on the Liverpool waterfront could one day be submerged by the rising Mersey due to global warming. <laughs> so there's always something, some good news lurking in the background. <laughs> well, let's, let's face it, the working girls on the docks are going to be happy, aren't they? Oh, wow, that's great. Spent 300 million and uh, it sinks in uh, the second year. Wonderful. Glug, 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 glug. But uh, I was just looking at these statistics, um, 2016, oh, recent statistics uh, for home attendances in the Premier League, um, and just looking at the average attendance for the different, uh, for the different teams in, in the league. Uh, and Everton are in eighth place. We are, we are in fifth place, okay? And uh, we have 98% capacity, uh, full capacity at 98%, mm-hmm. okay? And... Um, Everton are at 99.3 percent, so they are they are uh, packing out uh, Goodison, uh, but their capacity at that moment, uh, in terms of how have they been getting average attendance, is 39,000, 39,322, uh, compared to us, uh, we are at 53,000, 53,000. So there's a big gap. Yeah. There's a big gap. Um, where we are. So, move to the state, new stadium uh, uh, could help them, um, but that's not the only thing that they need to be spending money on. Uh, they need to be spending money on the quality uh, as well. And this is going to be um, a, not just a one-year or two-year project. It could even be a three-year or four-year project. But speaking about Kuman, um, will he be sticking around that long? I mean, I see his name being linked to various jobs, international jobs, other clubs. Yeah, the, whole, the, the Dutch might call him, actually. Well, mind you, they're not, the Dutch aren't going to the next World Cup, so maybe it'll be the next, after yeah. that. I'm not sure if he's, he's, he will be able to resist that call or not. I'm not sure if he's... Uh, well, yeah, because we expected him to stick around at Southampton, really, didn't we? And we thought he was going to build a yeah. bit of a dynasty there, and he did sort of give that impression. He was talking up staying at Southampton and helping him get through the Europa League and everything, and that sort of... that fell away at the end, didn't it? So... It really is a matter of, I think, who, whether someone like you were saying, Joe, whether a call that he can't resist comes along like the job as the Netherlands manager. Yeah. He was also being linked with Real Madrid, right? Yeah, he's not going to get... He's not going to... Barca, Barca. Was it Barca? I don't know which team. Uh, He He hasn't got enough track record to go to either. Yeah. He, he, He used to play for Barcelona, is it? Um, I think it was Barcelona. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, it was Barcelona. Yeah, he's not a Barca type manager, though. Here's the question for you, Joe. Yes. Is is Eric sick because of the the the, the, the Dutch results, and that that's why he's not on the podcast tonight, and we can't take the piss out of him? <laughs> 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 or is he really sick? 
No, it's because Lukash m- might actually play. <laughs> the Dutch, they're terrible. I'm sorry, Eric, but they're terrible. But I think you probably agree as well. Uh, they're not. They're gonna. They're not going to make the Euros. They're not gonna make. Can we get back to the stadium stadium thing yeah. just for a second? Uh, I just wanted to, to point out a few things. Uh, Chelsea were taken over by Roman Abramovich 2003-2004, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, like Christian said, they invested into the manager and players first. And eventually they become a very big club. Uh, on the other hand, we see what's happening to West Ham. They moved to a bigger stadium and nothing <laughs> so far. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is the, the first season in that stadium, so okay, let's give him time, but so far it's not looking good. So perhaps Christian is right about the, the order of, of things where you need to invest the money first. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because Arsenal they sort of prioritise spending on the stadium over spending on on the actual team itself, and they that's the sort of often cited reason for why Arsenal don't spend much money on transfers is because they're still sort of paying off the costs of building the Emirates Stadium. So perhaps you know going for another stadium just isn't the right way to go about bringing success. Because I can't really think personally of a team in recent years that have gone to a new stadium and that's been what's instigated their success uh, have a look at hey, uh, I, West Ham I, you, the London I'm Stadium just, I'm just about to say that <laughs> West Ham I'm the first I'm first <laughs> yeah yeah it's a German thing <laughs> yeah I can't believe West Ham are third on the attendance record and 99.9% eh? so they're almost 100% uh, they're almost 100% full every single game, and they still play shit. <laughs> it's not 100% full in the 90th minute, though, is it? No. <laughs> it's about half the past in the game. Uh, listen, and also, it doesn't go much say much for Sunderland, who are six above Chelsea either. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I, I kind of misspoke a bit earlier when I talked about um, the Dutch. Obviously, it's a qualification for the World Cup and not the, the Euro, so uh, sorry there. But um, coming back to this, I think it's going to come back to then, you know, being successful on the pitch, winning things, um, you know, trophies and, and such. Uh, that really is going to, you know, make Everton stand out. I mean, yes, of course... Uh, new stadium, it's, it's all good, obviously, uh, from the, on the revenue side, uh, but it's still, still going to be judged by, you know, success on the pitch, and uh, I just don't see that, just don't see that happening at the moment, because, it's, you know, you've got all these teams there at the top, and it's, it's, it's becoming tough, tougher and tougher every, every season, and not just in the league, but, you know, in the cup competitions, uh, you know. It's just, it's, it's not going to be an easy task for Moshiri in his ambitious uh, plans. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so good luck to them, but uh, well, not, so, not so much good luck to them. But I'm a creep. I'm a creep.